So, to begin with, I think I have to preface this homily by expressing the struggle it was in deciding what to say on this first day as the new pastor of not only St. Peter Parish, but a place that we call home. There's much that I have to say and that I would like to say. Uh, So much so that when I was preparing for this homily, I began to feel stuck about what to say. And in some ways, I became paralyzed at the thought of figuring out what to say. And the more I thought about this, I decided that I would save all that I have to say about being back amongst the people and the parish that we love so dearly until another time, which won't be long, probably at the dismissal. And so after I made this decision to do this, another thought popped into my mind about this idea of being stuck, or to some degree of being paralyzed uh, by circumstances that we often encounter in each and every single one of our daily lives. I'm sure that we've all experienced this, right? In some way or another, trying to decide what to say in this homily, of course, is very minuscule when compared to other things that we encounter throughout this life. Because let's face it, Life is full of situations that often cause us to be paralyzed, right? That cause us to lack the strength and that sometimes cause us to not be able to move forward. And I have to say that this is not only true in our daily personal lives, but it also is very much more true in our spiritual lives, isn't it? Now in today's Gospel reading from St. Matthew, a reading that I hope many of us are familiar with, the account of our Lord healing a man, we hear of an account of our Lord healing a man that was also paralyzed. A man that was physically paralyzed. A man that could literally not move and was confined to a life of lying on a bed, as we just heard. And when Jesus crossed over into his own country and got out of the boat that he traveled in, St. Matthew tells us that some people, maybe some of his friends or who knows who these people were, that brought him to our Lord. And when he saw their faith, the man was forgiven of his sins and he was healed from his paralysis. Wow. He was no longer stuck. He was no longer confined to lying on his bed. But instead, now, he was given the ability to rise, to take up his bed, and to move forward. And it is this that is the good news of this account of the paralytic, my friends. 
The good news is that Christ gives us all solid grounds for hope in gaining strength, freedom, and especially salvation. Now this upcoming Friday, we will celebrate the great feast of the transfiguration of our Lord. The revelation of His divinity to our great patron, St. Peter, St. James, and to St. John. And it was on this day that Christ was illumined brilliantly with light and the voice of the Father proclaimed, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And in just about two weeks from today, we will celebrate the feast of the Dormition of our most glorious Theotokos, calling to remembrance that the Theotokos also shared in the resurrection of her son, body, soul, and spirit, and followed him into his kingdom upon her repose. Now taken together, these feasts remind us that it is God's grace and salvation that liberates us from the paralysis of our sinfulness and from the brokenness of this world. He was transfigured before His disciples so that we may too be transfigured by uniting ourselves as fully as possible with our Lord. Jesus was sent and He took on our flesh, this flesh, willingly so that we may also be transfigured, changed, illumined, so that we will no longer have to be paralyzed by the sickness of our sins. His divinity will be revealed through us when we approach Him in faith. Like the friends of this man in the account from the gospel that we heard today. And shine with the light of Christ. This is what enabled the paralyzed man to get up and to walk towards his house as he was commanded to do. But the physical healing of the paralyzed man, it did not happen without one important aspect of this encounter. Can anyone guess what that was? It was the healing of his spiritual paralysis, the forgiveness of his sins. Christ forgave this man without him having to say a word, the gospel account tells us. He never had to say anything, but it was all due to the faith of his friends who literally carried him to our Lord. But Jesus did not stop, however, with just forgiving this man's sins. But he transfigured his life by enabling, commanding him to get up, to take up his bed, and again to move forward. Now even though we fall down over and over again, much like toddlers learning to take their first steps, and I'm sure as parents we know about this. But we must keep 
moving forward as best as we can toward Christ, seeking His merciful, His healing grace. If we don't do this, my friends, then we continue to stay down when we fall down. And it is then that we become and are no better than the scribes in the gospel account. Those who Jesus knew were thinking evil in their hearts. But I think we do have to look inside and we do have to ask ourselves a question. Are we different than these scribes? It is often very difficult to inconvenience ourselves even a little bit in order to give all our attention to God or to restrain our slavery to almost anything in this world because it can be anything. When the church gives us these major feasts and when the church calls us to undertake spiritual disciplines, it's not to punish us or because God likes to see us suffer. It is because we need help in relieving our being stuck in the world of being paralyzed by sin. And we need the help in getting up from our beds and moving forward toward our true home, the kingdom of God. And I do have to say also that more often times than not, we get too comfortable being stuck. We become all too comfortable sometimes with our paralysis. And we never want to rise from the beds that confine us. But our feeble struggles to embrace the spiritual life of the church should reveal to us the truth about ourselves and should lead us to, call, to a call in humility for our Lord's help in saving Him more faithfully. So I pray and I hope my brothers and sisters in Christ, that we are all doing the best we can to overcome the paralysis in our own lives. And let us start today, today, the first day of the fast of the Dormition, to help us better prepare to respond to our Lord, just as the Theotokos did when He called upon her. Let us look to her as the prime example of what it means to not be paralyzed. For when the Lord called her, she responded without hesitation. I hope that we are all doing what we can in our feeble attempts to be transfigured with Christ. To enter into a new life with Him. I hope that none of us will rest content in the paralysis of our sins. And not remain content in lying in the bed of ourselves. Christ did not come in the flesh to make us feel better about ourselves. He did not come to help us succeed by worldly standards or even simply to forgive us 
He came so that we could participate in the life of the Holy Trinity. To become by grace what God is by nature. And yes, I have to say that this means setting aside our desires. And to faithfully keep our eyes and our hearts always on Him. To be transfigured so that the light of His transfiguration can shine through us unto all the world. I pray, dearly beloved, that we use these days of the Dormition fast to take the right steps toward God. To take up our own beds and to walk as best as we can, trusting in His grace and mercy and trust in His healing us from our paralysis and our weakness and ushering us out of misery toward a new and joyful way of living. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.